0: This insert is brought to you by Radio K-Pulpit 7 to 9 AM Please visit kpulpit.co.za Good evening, good evening, good evening everyone Welcome to 180 Degrees This is Amarein. This is Inga Stoffels And
1: this is Zoe George
0: Oh, I love that intro guys (laughs) seamlessly welcome to the show tonight guys we're very excited so we've got another what's down in your kitchen this week we've got a phenomenal interview and we've got a really fun bible quiz as well i'm also looking forward to Inga's happy health tip Mm. zoe what can you tell us about the groovy movie without spoiling it
1: oh my goodness you have really put me in such a tight spot right now you (laughs) do you really want to ask zoe that (laughs) you know what i take it back we will wait
0: we will wait till afterwards and then we'll chat about it so guys, right before we get started with everything, let's listen to this song. Cape Town. Cape Town, Cape Town, Cape Town, Cape Town. Cape Town. What's down in Cape Town? Cape Town. All right, and now it is time for the What's down in your kitchen. This week's recipe is a lemon meringue. I'm really excited for this one. Um fun fact about me, the most lemon meringues I've made in one day is 90.
1: 90?
0: 90? I want to hear that story. 90? I, I used to work at a bakery. We didn't only only make lemon meringues. We made 90. Well, I made 90 lemon meringues. Um, she made the cheesecakes. I'm not sure how much we made. My my boss at the bakery. And then together, we made about 60 vortelkuk uh, carrot cakes oh. together. We had to make shortbreads for the restaurant. And we baked bread that morning as well. It was a very productive Can day. Can I just
2: ask you, was this in one day?
0: Yeah. No. Oh. And like that, it was summer, so it was hectic before COVID. So every day we we sold out of the lemon rings. Like the most I made, usually we made like 60 to 80. But that day they're they're like 90. We need to build up a (laughs) bit of a stock because there was nothing left.
2: Yes, yes. Oh my gosh.
0: And this is a really tasty recipe
2: because we keep selling out, guys. I was going to say, please give me the recipe. I'm in a baking. The baking bug bit me. (laughs) <laughs> the baking bag but me. She made a delicious malfa. Oh, I did in that. I did, and now I feel like I can bake anything. So I'm ready for this recipe.
0: You know, this is actually a really, re- really easy recipe as well. Um, it's from my mother. I keep giving you guys my family recipes. <laughs> no, I'm not sure it. if they'll we be mad it. <laughs> about it, but
1: it's because we're all family here. Oh, yeah, we're, we're all family on
0: 180 degrees. So to make the base of the lemon meringue, you need one and a half packets of tennis biscuits. This doesn't have to be the tennis biscuit brand. It just needs to be any cookie that's like coconut based, as well as 90 grams of melted butter. So you have to crunch the cookies up really small, like kind of turn them into dust. Mm. You can do this either with a rock, as I've had to do before. (laughs) Put them in a plastic bag and just whack, 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 whack. Mm -hmm. Um, I've used a mortar and pestle as well. The best, what works best is a food processor, but not everyone has one of those, but you can make a plan with whatever. Just crumb those cookies, mix it with a butter and then mm. press it into your dish and let it chill until you're ready for the next step. In the, the next part of the lemon meringue, you need two tins of condensed milk mm. and a three quarter cup of lemon juice. You mix those together. It looks really cool. And then you add five egg yolks. Zoe, can you tell me which part of the egg is the yolk?
1: I believe it's the yellow part, right? Correct. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you add five egg yolks, and then you beat them together, and then you pour them. That as long as you pour them into the uh, condensed milk, you mix that together, and you pour it into the crust. Then you put that back into the fridge, let it cool. In a separate bowl, the egg whites from from the egg yolks, you whisk them. The the tip with this is whisk it longer than you think you have to. That's the way to get a really good meringue. Just when you think you're done whisking it, whisk <laughs> <Continue>. it more. <laughs> it takes really long, but it's worth it. When it becomes stiff, add half a cup of caster sugar and half a teaspoon of baking powder. So then you take your the base of the lemon meringue, which now has the condensed milk base in. Mm-hmm. You put the meringue on top and then you shape it nicely with your spoon. Then you put it in the oven at 180 degrees. 180 degrees 180 degrees uh, For 10 minutes Until it becomes nice And brown and beautiful On top
2: And then you take it Out of the oven You let it chill And then you can serve it Wow Me just listening to that Okay Let me tell you My favorite part I eat the lemon meringue But I actually take the meringue off And eat the lemon in the bottom Because those are like My favorite Or I'll eat the meringue first and then I will go for the the middle and the bottom. Oh, okay, okay.
0: You, if you eat the whole thing still, I'm like, okay, that's fine. Eat it <laughs> yeah. in whichever order you think is fine. Just a tip for you guys: you can't really use normal house sugar in this because you will be able to taste like you'll have, find those little granules games, of sugar in the yeah. in the meringue, and that's it's not nice. It makes mm. it really weird consistency. So please do use caster sugar. This is a tip for yeah. you, Inga, and for you Zoe, and for mm-hmm. everyone at home.
2: Yeah, I'm right. glad. I mean, let me note that down. Costa sugar.
1: I'm so glad you gave that tip because oftentimes when I want to bake something and I see the recipe says caster sugar, I'm like, nah. What if I just use caster sugar, sugar? sugar? It usually doesn't matter, but for a meringue, it makes a difference. I've mm. had
0: store-bought so meringue told us that. that used the normal <laughs> sugar and it was awful. Absolute waste of money.
2: I was going to say, I'm so glad you told us because knowing me, if I had everything and not cost the sugar. I would have used normal sugar.
0: But see, that's the thing. I'm also the queen of like exchanges. I'm like, oh, <laughs> what can I? Ch- okay, this can be a banana instead. Great, voop, I'll do that. <laughs> so this
2: that's just an important tip to know. Oh, I'm definitely trying this out.
0: If you guys make it, tag 180 degrees on. Instagram. Yes. I'd
1: love to see your lemon meringues. Yes, you can find us at IMY Movement on mm-hmm. Instagram. We will be there. We have the passwords. We will see the tags. <laughs> so now we're going to go straight on into the groovy movie. Zoe
2: on 180 degrees.
1: Groovy movie. All Rudy. Hey. <laughs> What fight it up but it bamboo Three, two, Time to watch the movies. Now, we are in the groovy movie section of the show, you guys. Now, I'm sure you've probably noticed a pattern along the years that I like to do shows or TV series from when you were a child. Mm -hmm. However, this week's groovy movie is a little bit more recent. I know some of us in the studio have not seen the movie, but... (laughs) Are you looking at... Stop looking at me accusingly. I don't know why the cinema is expensive. (laughs) Yes, but I saw it on like DSTV at I my friend's house. I don't have TV. <laughs> at a friend's house.
2: My friends don't have TV. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know why you're accusing when You're the only one that watched it. You know what? <laughs> like, you live with your parents, man. I'm a student in Stellenbosch, <laughs> surrounded
0: by students. Where are we going to get DSTV at?
1: <laughs> okay, you're right. I really, <laughs> I just felt like choosing violence today. I don't know why. <laughs> Apparently, I've also chosen <laughs> right? We were just like choice A, B, C. See violence, take it C. full scale. See always. So this week's groovy movie. If you guys have seen it, and I really, really hope you have, because it was a box office success. It starred two very great stars who are very iconic, and there's some drama behind there that I don't want to get into. Please WhatsApp us the answer if you have any idea what it is. WhatsApp us at 81 oh eight one seventy nine. 1-6-5-7, I repeat, 081 729 1657. We would love to hear from you guys, and I hope you guys know this. I hope I'm not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 180 Degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Zoe on 180 Degrees. Wow, this week's groovy movie was quite fun. Almost as fun as the song that we listened to in the break while we gave you guys a little bit of a chance to think mm. about what it was. Now, like I said, this week's groovy movie is very modern. It's not a song that came up if you were a child. And if it did, then you're probably... Not old enough to be up at this time. In any case... (laughs) Go to sleep, guys. (laughs) Go to sleep. (laughs) But if you know what this week's Groovy Movie is, and I really wish you had sent us the answer during the break, but now I'm going to give you guys the answer. So, this week's Groovy Movie was... Why Did You Do That? from Shallow. Which I will say, I think might have been one of the least popular songs in the whole movie. It's a musical, for those of you who don't know. There's a very... There's a very... I Iconi- can't wait it's not called shallow it's called a star is born i was wondering because shallow, right, right, shallow is just the just most thinking, popular song from right, the movie i'm just thinking like, i'm like i swear i know shallow. this movie yes you know in my mind i was always like this movie is called shallow because that's the biggest song and oh honestly they generally name the biggest song after the musical so the fact that it's a star is born i don't know i think maybe they didn't know it was going to be shallow most likely but then again, it is a remake of something else, a movie that came out in like the 60s or so. Ooh. It's a popular story that's been retold many times. So those of you who are familiar with the story and the movie, A Star is Born, not Shallow, give yourselves mm. a pat on the back. You know cinema you see, better than we me. We actually
2: know it. We actually know mm. it. Mm.
1: It's so confusing uh, us with writing that. the wrong what thing. What movie, shallow? Mm. You know what? I, I must apologize, you guys. I thought I knew cinema better than this. But yeah, let's go on straight into the interview section of the show. I'm quite excited. Those of you who Ooh. listen to the show might remember this week's guest. We had her on a couple months ago, a very influential woman we have on, Liliane Mukidi. She is the owner of Ujoma Sewing and Beating and Other Services, which is an MPO that aims to empower women in the community to sustain themselves by providing them with skills that can give them this. Um, ability. They can learn how to sew and make money for their families this way. And they also, it is opportunities open to women of all ages. However, today we will not be talking about the NPO. We will be talking about Miss Lillian Mrs. Lillian, because she is married. Mrs. Lillian and her book. She wrote a book, an autobiography. And I think it's very interesting. I read it a couple weeks ago and it moved me. And I think it's something the audience would like to listen to. So I'd just like to say good evening, Mrs. Makidi. How are you doing? Good evening, ladies. Good evening, Zoe. I'm fine, thank you.
0: It's great to have you on the show once
1: again.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so happy to, yeah, be with you again.
1: Yes. I would like to ask, what led you exactly to write the book? (laughs) Well... Yeah, you know, uh, sometimes, you
3: know, when you can't tell your story and when people don't listen, I think the best choice to put it down mm. by reading, people may understand what you would be through, especially the African community. Mm. Because, you know, growing in in Africa, born in Africa, well, there's no counseling where people don't listen don't hear your voice, don't know what you went through. And it's difficult people to, to understand you and the, uh, the situation you are in. And I just realized that now many years have passed and no one knows really what happened to me when I was at age 15 mm. and what I went through uh, my life, my teenager. So I just decided to say to my husband, I want to write this story for so that. It's not only for me, also to help an African girl, younger, who are through, going through the same situation like me. That's mm-hmm. the main reason I wrote the book.
1: Yes. Before we uh, ask the next question, I would like to say that I would like to send out a trigger warning. This interview, this autobiography includes stories of rape. So if this is something that is triggered, ring for you i would like to warn you in advance
0: thank you very much for telling us that Zoe. Mm.
1: so lillian you know what goals do you have with
2: regards to the book uh the main goal
3: is to help a young lady a woman who never tell your story who has been through the same situation i was in Mm. and need to be set free. You know, when you keep the story in and when you don't tell the story, you still, I would say, locked in and you're not free at all. But by telling the story, you release yourself. So this book, I think the main goal is to reach people. And everyone who has read the book, I've come across people who I just shared the story uh, and a lady some woman some women that stood up and said, you know, this is exactly what happened to me as well. Mm. But I never told anyone.
1: Mm.
3: And this woman is already married. But like that day, I feel relieved that at least this story can help someone to come out and free herself. Yes,
1: I feel like... It's... So that's
3: the main goal. It's difficult to release people from the bondage they lock themselves at not. Disclosing
1: what happened to them. I feel like... But, uh, oh. I just wanted to say that I'm very happy that you wrote the book for this reason and the reasons you're saying, because especially in that time period, mm. I feel like this is a very hushed, hushed thing that people didn't really talk about. Even I remember in the book, when you <sighs> were writing about how you went to the boys' family and like they did not want to... You know, accept yeah. the child, and it just it just felt like in that era, and yeah. maybe even now in many s- societies still, we often oh. tend to blame the woman when it it uh-huh. really was it was never your fault ever yeah exactly uh, you
3: know, uh you know I just want to maybe explain a little bit about what really what 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 also happened you know. Being a young girl, you feel you you, you don't you, you you feel safe by having friends and trusting them. Special boys, their mm-hmm. boyfriend. friends you trust them as friends, but not knowing that in their mind they have something else. Mm-hmm. But you go as a friend, you meet friends, you trust them. You know, this happened when I was fifteen years old, and yeah. not even thinking of. Uh, I did not even have an idea of sex, what is secretary on in those, those days, you know, I'm now 53. Imagine 50, uh, it's like 50 uh, I'm 30 years back. Those those days, it was difficult for a kid, for a young girl to think of sex. Mm. Because it's prohibited, it was like a taboo, you don't even want to talk about it. Mm. But finding yourself in a situation where someone forced himself into you, it was a shame, first of all. And the reason why you could not even tell anyone and people don't, because you, you look, they look at you mm. like uh, someone been, who brought shame as mm. a family. And yourself, you also think, start condemning yourself. If I did not go and visit them, maybe this thing yeah, could not happen to me. So you start condemning yourself. So that was the position I was in because of myself. Because I, came, I went from my house to this, this day, that's the reason why this happened to me. And, and after that, you, you, you stay in a position where you don't even know how to speak to people because the society, even the church, that's, that experience with made me feel very bad because even the church look mm. at you like an outcast. Mm. The community look at you like an outcast. The, the school, it was difficult for you to go back to school because when I was raped, I was 15, as I said, and four months later, that's when I discovered that I was pregnant, not even knowing that I was pregnant. I just went to the hospital to find out what is happening. I'm not feeling well. And just to come and discover, the daughter told me that my daughter was pregnant. And it's four months.
1: Mm.
3: That shows the end of my life. On that, I feel like I, have, I can just die there. Mm. And mm. knowing, having a, a parent, some parent, a parent was, was the most difficult parent, and I could not even open my mouth and tell them, I said, I'll wait until they will see it. And the doctor me, don't even think of doing anything because you might die. I was, I was, I was in the fear of dying, and what am I going to do? I was so clear about school. Should I drop? Should I drop school? there's so I was so in a confusion that I could not even, not even have a counselor to speak to. In hospital, there's no counselors. There's now no one who I can just encourage me and advise me know what to do. I was all alone. Mm. And there's so many people who are experiencing that. And it's not even today, I'm a bit strong. Every time I need to speak about this, I was so emotional. But now I know that, yeah, I'm strong enough because I've made it in life. Mm. But the thing is, there's a lot of people out there of the same situation regardless of the color of the skin, you know, her white, black, colored, I shared it with FN and there some colored people who called me and said, my dear, uh, your story has made me free. Mm-hmm. And until today, she's my prayer partner, uh, since I shared this story, I think, four years ago. You know, there's so many people who have been in this situation, and... It, by sharing the
0: story, it brought them up yeah i'd like I'd like to thank you for sharing that story with us as well like and and thank you for highlighting the shame that you felt and the shame that was forced upon you by society at that time. It must have been an incredibly traumatic experience, and I think there will be some listeners out there who can identify with that and who will find a bit of solace in your story mm. um. So. So, um, would you say that the events of your life led to you starting Umoja sewing?
3: The events in my life, it, uh, part of uh, not in full, I think it's part of what made me start Umoja. As I was saying, the, uh, having a situation where you are abused, rejected and asked them to strive, as them to overcome. My, uh, my fears, and to stand on my own, I pushed to become who I am today. Mm. Because I, and then I said, I can't pass this, because if you were rejected by your family, no one no support, and I stood up, I said, no, I'm, going to, I'm not going to look at what the community is saying about me, what the uh, people are saying about me. I have one goal to achieve is to to do something good for myself. I have to complete my school. I need to to, 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 to find something to do. So I completed my school, uh, metric, university, I completed. Because I could stand on my own and say, no, I'm not what people think I have. I know who I Mm have." And when I came to South Africa, after all these difficulties, I could not even find a job. I said to myself, I can't just sit and wait for people to help me. I need to do something. So I, you know, I looked around, so what can I do? And I looked around and looked. I said, no, there is something I can do. And now, because I just got involved volunteering in different communities, different organizations, I was volunteering. And I learned how to run an organization. So I was trying to... Uh, a a conference in east London and when I went there we were given a bag. It was a big bag. Then I said, "Wow, no, this is beautiful and I looked at the amount of people who were carrying those bags, how much money they make and the people who made this that I need to learn this skill and train other people so that we can create our own job. Mm-hmm. So I came down to Safari to get us, I called someone train me out to do the sewing, train me out to do the building. Then later on, I start inviting people to come and learn. And I say, this is not only an issue of foreigners, not only an issue of an individual. It's, an, it's a common issue of Africans. Because what is killing Africa's poverty? What is killing Africa? with a lack of skills? But I start inviting women from different backgrounds, and they come and we learn. So I don't know, I can't promise you a job, but let's trust God. that we can we're going to have jobs. Mm. And we start learning from one another. And I suddenly someone asked me what what is the name of your organization? Then I just think so. Please I call it umoja. Because umoja means unity. It's a Swahili name, uh, it means unity. We are one. We're coming from different backgrounds so that we can form a new family. Yes. We start looking at where you come from and what is your color, of this, your skin. Mm-hmm. So we get people from uh, colored to white, people from where uh, people are coming out of prison, homeless. Everyone is willing to learn mm-hmm. to, yeah, who is welcome to our, to our project. And we thank God because just yes. after a few months, we start getting orders mm-hmm. from what we are producing. People we mm. met a lot and a lot orders oh, for for chili woodwork and the, I think we we' training every term about forty to fifty women mm. sure. right now, I'm telling you in Keta, everywhere people knows about Umoja. I can't go to PAL. I often I can't even remember this. No, Mama, we know you remember you from mm. Umoja. So everyone who talk some some of them I can't even remember them because it has been twenty years now mm. we've been running Umoja. And I'm so happy because it changed the perspective of people. They don't look at them that they can't do anything, there's no job and sit down. But today they can learn a skill
2: and start something. Sure. You know, just listening to you speak, it's so inspiring for me sitting, you know, sitting on the other end of this phone call. And I just want to, you know, ask if there's any advice that you would give to any young girl who maybe might have found herself in the same situation as you were. If you could say anything to her right now, what would your advice be? I think the, the book I think is dedicated to young the young women. What I would say to
3: them, advice I would say to them: First of all, you don't you cannot just trust anyone who's around you, especially mm. in these days. But you must be uh, you must make sure that wherever you go, you are prepared and the people you trust, because red destroys. And if you cannot cope and stand, some go through. Yeah, some can yeah, just, yeah, kill themselves, and you know it, it brings a lot of and a lot of depression. But I don't want the youngest to go through that. Mm. You better prevent yourself. Yeah, to look after yourself, stand by yourself, and know who are your friends. And if this if if this happens to you, don't keep quiet. Mm. Mm. If I may survive today. It's not because I was strong. Eh? I don't. know By the grace of God, i will say. There were days I, was, I, could, I could feel that today. I think I feel like die. There that I was so depressed. I could not even wake up. Days of crying. This is not a situation I want. I don't want a young girl to go through. So they have to speak up immediately. Eh? If they don't, they don't feel comfortable to speak to their parents. Find someone who trust. Who trust speak. And they'll help. I'm willing to help as many, as many young people I can with my story and encouragement and making, making them to understand life and to stand again for themselves and become, again, somebody. Today, I'm a happy marriage. I'm running an organization. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just happy. Yes. Yeah. The past is gone. So without speaking up, we cannot forget the past. It's time to speak out so that you may forget about it and move on in your life.
1: I would like to ask if you have any wishes or any changes you'd like to see in African society. Yes, Africans. South Africa it's they're trying
3: because there is a lot of counseling, there is a lot of places where you can run to. But uh, the main thing is uh African country. Mm. People are dying. People don't speak. Rape is happening every day. And they pretend as if things are fine. Mm. And it's happening sometimes in the house. I've come across people who have been raped in their house by uncles, by cousins, in their homes, but they never, never speak to anyone. So it's something that we need to implement. I want to as a group of people who can, can go and establish some counseling center. There's nothing like counseling center in all those countries. Police, you go to police, they will help you again. You, there's no way you can run. So I mean, I'm crying for Africa, especially for African young girl. if we can help them yeah, to come to this To protect them, to have a place where they can say that if I go to this place, I will be protected. There's nothing as such. That's my second mission, is to go in Africa and try to establish a place like that for young girls and mothers. Not only young girls, there's also a lot of women who have been abused, even boys who have been abused.
0: My last question is, do you have any advice for anyone out there who would be looking to publish a book? Uh,
3: not yet. <laughs> I've been selling by myself because I did the first launch with yeah my private church, or the Jubilee Community Church, which is so great because so many people from overseas uh, bought the book, but still people are coming to my office and when they're all, Want a book, but yeah, I need support for to publish this book because I want because the people also ask if I can, I can write it in in French as well.
1: So, mm-hmm.
3: uh, so uh, it, it needs support. Okay? Mm-hmm. I sacrificed myself to uh, have this made. It require a lot of money. I know, Pastor although, those are how much it costs. So I try my best to, see it from my own pocket, I managed to do that. But if I can find someone can publish it, and yeah, that will be great. So I want this book to reach as many people. Because on my, for my loans, my first day loaned, girls from America, the students, uh, I think they were on holiday, and one bought the book and I bought this book for my mom because the story. It's related to my mom's story. And she bought the book for her mother in America. So wow. that was so she yeah.
1: got. I would like to lastly ask, if anyone wants to buy the book, how can they go about doing that?
3: Uh, uh, for now, they can just put in our office at number 313 Lower Main Road Observatory. That's where we're selling the book. And okay, oh, they can call me. But I'm trying to put an uh, a e-book, ebook that yeah my the uh, the guy who's working on it I think is going to publish it maybe in next month oh,
1: so you
3: wow. can access it yeah um, online so I oh. hope it will yeah it will be done as soon as possible, but for now they can just get it from our office in observatory.
0: Can you share the name of the book with us quickly so that next month, if any of our uh, readers, our listeners want to read it, uh, that they know what to search for? Uh,
3: The the book is called Imani. Imani means faith. I I came from the Swahili area so I always want to put a bit of Swahili. (laughs) (laughs) Imani, I love it because it means faith and uh, it's but that's the name of the book. So if you can call and ask for a money book, that's all oh, they can, yeah, we can send it to them. You can easily, yeah, send it to them via courier or, yeah. You can just give us a call on 076-461-7036. That's my contact number.
1: Well, thank you so much, Lillianne, for this very incredible Mm -hmm. interview, for telling us where we can get the book and for having the word of advice for any young girl out there who is in a very similar situation. As we all know, South Africa is unfortunately the rape capital of the world. So this is a very, very relevant issue in our society. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and thank, thank you very you. much for telling us the story of how you rose from the ashes like a phoenix, but you didn't just rise by yourself. You brought your community up around you as well. And yes, I think yeah. those are always such important stories for us to hear. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much yeah. for sharing it with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah. Mm. All right. You must yeah. have a wonderful evening. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye. Before we go straight into our Bible quiz, I would like to say that if anyone out there is being affected by rape or knows anyone who is affected by rape please please call the rape crisis line their number is 021-447-9762 this is I know someone who's worked with them they're very good and it's not something you should be quiet about as Lillianne said
0: thank you very much for sharing that with us Zoe. 180 degrees on I am youth movement (laughs)
1: Bible quiz.
0: Bible quiz. All right, and now it is part for the now it is time for the Bible quiz question. It's Monday, guys. It's Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I am struggling to say this name. Zoe says mm-hmm. it differently than I do, so excuse me for the bit of a brain scramble. So Methuselah, the oldest man in the Bible. Died at what age? Zoe, how do you say his name? Methuselah. See, both seem probable to me. <laughs> um, the scripture you will find this in is Genesis 5. So please in, uh, SMS us those answers to 37988 or WhatsApp us at 081-729-1657. So the three ages that I've provided for you guys to choose out of. The provider. <laughs> is A, 756. B, 1023. Or C nine hundred and sixty nine. So once again the question is Methuselah, the oldest man in the Bible, died at what age? What's up us? The answer at 081 729 1657.
1: 180 degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit seven two nine AM. All right. So before the break, I asked you guys a question. So that question
0: was, Methuselah, the oldest man in the Bible, died at what age? The answer was C, 969.
1: I Became real old. Right. And to those of you who like Inga and I discussed this, we were talking about this during the music break and we were like, we wanted to pick a thousand because I knew that he mm. was the oldest man in the Bible, but then we picked the nice middle one. The middle one. Not yes. too young,
2: not too old. Mm. <laughs> not yeah, too young, not number. too old, just 900 years.
1: <laughs> Straight down the
2: middle.
0: Do you guys think these, these ages are accurate or do you just think they're being a, they're a bit exaggerated? That's always my question when I read Bible ages.
2: I think, this is what I think, maybe time... The concept of time was different back then. I Ooh, agree. Vibes. Something like that, you know, which which calls for a deeper discussion. But that's just my thoughts. Like I think maybe, and then again, I also think you know nowadays we have processed foods. You know, yeah. we're not living so long anymore. We're not reaching we that <laughs> nine hundred. Reaching that, you know,
0: the hundreds. <laughs> but let me shelf this conversation until the next time that we can discuss it more properly and go into the happy health tip. 180 Degrees on I Am Youth Movement.
3: Follow us on Facebook today.
0: I Am Radio. Health tips. How to be happy in your health. It's not just about being healthy, it's about being happy. Should be quite interesting. Chocolates are the true
2: source of happiness. So... Speaking of processed foods, we have some happy health tips for you for today. Number one. So these are helpful health tips. Number one is learn to do stretching exercises when you wake up because it boosts circulation and digestion pains. Mm. I didn't know that. Number two, don't skip breakfast. Study shows that eating a proper breakfast is one of the most positive things you can do if you are trying to lose weight. Number three, brush up on hygiene. Many people don't know how to brush, it. <laughs> brush their teeth properly. Improper brushing can cause as much damage to the teeth and gums as not brushing at all. Lots of people don't brush for long enough, don't floss, and don't see a dentist regularly.
0: Also, those people who brush way too hard. I don't know if you guys have seen like some dudes' toothbrushes that are completely mm, flat.
2: Yeah, for no. some
0: reason, my father's always looked like that. And I'm like, your teeth... All right, mm-hmm. this is my father as well. What are they? Why, what
1: are they doing to their I teeth? Like, it's, it's clean. But you know, apparently you can like remove like the <laughs> enamel yeah, that that's Don't way. brush too hard; it's bad for you. <laughs> yeah, take rest, deep breaths. Mm. Tag us in pictures of your toothbrushes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Number four, get what you give. Always giving and never taking. This is the short road to compassion fatigue. So today we're not just talking about, you know, eating healthy and healthy for the body, but also, you know, your mindset, yourself, your emotions. Give yourself... yeah, give time to yourself and give yourself time, sorry, to receive from others. Guys, I'm not Englishing properly over here. <laughs>
1: it's other- almost eight. The English
2: minutes <laughs> are, are running out. <laughs> Definitely.
0: <laughs> Otherwise, you'll get to a point where you have nothing left to give. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you I have for the notes in, in front <laughs> coming, of me. Coming in you know, hot
2: over there. Thank you, Amirain. Number five, get spiritual. So that doesn't mean, you know, like, get spiritual, it means a study. Conducted by the formidably sober and scientific Harvard University found that patients who were prayed for recovered quicker than those who weren't, even if they weren't aware of prayer.
0: Wow. That's something we actually discussed in our pastoral care class Mm. recently about how um, apparently the clinical psychologists in hospitals are starting to encourage more pastoral carers to come in Mm. and just to talk to patients and pray for them. Because it's great to look at people's physical health and to care for them in that way. But especially being hospitalized, you know, emotionally and spiritually, you're also hurt, you're also lacking. So just getting that part of you Mm. looked after is really good for the rest of you
2: holistic health and that is that is actually something that I can actually add like with my grandma for example so the beginning of this year I lost my grandma and my grandpa so within the space of I lost my pa first and then 14 days I lost my grandma Mm. and they she was getting better but she was alone with my grandpa so when we told her the news she just went like silent and then she got sick And she went to the hospital and because we couldn't visit her, the doctors would say she's asking, where's my grandchildren? Where's my children? Mm. Like not having that, you know, interaction or that family pushing you. Mm. Like we could obviously call her. We could send her messages, but she wasn't. Then there was a time she wasn't answering her phone. She Mm. wasn't, you know. It's incredibly lonely. It's terrible. Number six and the final one. It sounds weird, but hear me out. Hear me out. Get smelly. Garlic, onions, spring onions, all leeks and leeks all contain stuff that is good for you. A study at Child Health Institute in Cape Town found that eating raw garlic helped fight serious childhood infections. Mm. Heat destroys these properties, so if it's best so it's best to eat it raw.
0: You know what, you can do this in fun ways. I put some raw garlic on my wraps when I eat them because mm. you get that like garlic that's chopped up, like not cooked yes, yes. in the tubs from like Spar or Pick and Pay. It slaps on a wrap. <laughs> like if you guys don't know how to incorporate raw, gar- raw garlic, mm. that is my suggestion. I, I add garlic
2: to everything, guys. Oh, so good. My sister it's thinks same. I have a problem.
1: Oh, same. <laughs> It's really delicious and it just adds to a meal, the flavor. It's like ginger as well.
0: But even like onions. Some places sell those like like crispy, like dried onions Mm. that you can put on food as well. I love that. That goes in basically everything that I
2: eat. So find creative ways to include these things. Can you guys bring me these dishes, you know, sometime? Maybe we should do that. Yeah. Like every Monday night, someone else brings something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm so down. Same.
2: That was our happy health tip. And look where we are at right now.
1: <gasps> at the end of the show once more. Indeed. It's like the time has really just flown by.
2: So, guys, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for tuning in with us. We love Mondays. And we love it because... We're with you guys. And we're here with each other as well. Mm. This has been 180 Degrees, signing, signing out.
0: This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.